stiff arms of crap out of Draco's match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, beating a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. Hello, and you are listening to another edition, the 13th edition of Blue It Splits. Um, brutal start to the show. I actually recorded like 10, 15 minutes and uh, had, a call, had a phone call from my chief. And uh, I paused the screen share, but I did not pause the recording. So there's 15, 20 minutes of, of dead, uh, dead air, just a recording um, of me talking to my chief um, in the background. So had to delete that. So second try. Um, today is 36 plays of the Jets 59th pick um, in the 2020 NFL draft in Denzel Mims. Um, next show will be 21 plays with Marcus Coleman. I, I, I gave you guys 57 plays. Um, some people like it shorter. Some people like it longer. Listen, if you don't want to watch all of it, which is going to be like two and a half hours of Mims, watch an hour. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but I'm, I'm putting out the content out there for people who want to watch the entire thing, especially next episode with, with Marcus, um, 21 plays of the guy who played in, in the NFL. Uh, you guys saw him on the Perryman show. Uh, we'll be breaking down um, both film and senior ball one-on-ones. So the, the senior ball one-on-ones are pretty fun. So we're going to see what Marcus thinks about those. Um, next show should be Ashton Davis or it will be Ashton Davis. Maybe Marcus will come back for that. We don't know um, because that's what the people voted for on Twitter. Uh, the Cal safety who uh, I, I didn't hate that. And I'll give a quick rundown because I, I kind of did it before I, I went all over the place, but um, first round pick fine with Becton. Um, people question like his weight and stuff like that. He said he was his co- his offensive line coach or his strength coach. He's 16% body fat or he only has 16 pounds of, of fat, whatever it is. So he's actually a lot of muscle. He's just a freak of nature. I'm happy to hear that he's going to try to play at 355 instead of 370. So that's a positive. Another positive is to see that he is the day before the draft. He's working out the day of the draft. He's working out the day after the draft. He's working out um, with Duke Manyweather. And the thing was that he, they actually stay, they said that he was gaining too much weight because he wasn't eating enough food and they have his body absorbing the food. It, it was screwing him up. He's actually eating more now and he's losing weight. So I don't think it's going to be a problem for him. I think he's going to stay on top of it. Uh, the, the flag drug test is still a, a slight flag for me because, how, how, you know, you, you got to be smarter than that, to be completely honest, um, especially during that time. I don't know exactly what it was for. Uh, based on the way he was interviewing, it seemed like it was probably weed. Um, if it wasn't, then maybe, you know, it could be better. I, I, I don't know. But I think it's irresponsible to, to be doing that near the draft or whatever the diluted sample was because of. Uh, you got to be a little bit better than that. But uh, the Jets were in a good position, obviously. You know, at, at pick 10, pick 10 coming up, you still had Wills, you still had Wirfs, you still had Beckton on the board. And I was praying that, that Wills fell because Wills was the number one guy. Um, he went to the Browns, and then I was completely fine with either either Beckton or Wirfs. Um, and it kind of seemed like the Jets were taking some swings for the fences with some of their picks. Guys are really high ceilings. Um, and there's, and I've said it before, he was drafted with Beckton that I think he could be um, the, the best tackle if he reaches his ceiling. He's going under a good offensive line coach and, and Frank Pollock. Um, so hopefully he develops into that future long-term left tackle. He's already, he's already going to be a really good run blocker, has to work on his pass sets. And just for people who are you know, going to be continuing following the show, I ran into some all 22 
of these guys. So I have all 22 of Mims today. I have all 22 of Ashton Davis. I have, I have a lot of all 22 of P Ryan. I have all 22 of Beckton. So I'm going to do an all 22 version of his show where we're going to show more pass sets. We're going to show the end zone angle of, of, of him run blocking and things like that. So you're going to get a whole nother show of Beckton 30, 40, 50 plays, whatever it may be. So uh, keep on the watch out for that because not a lot of highlights, not a lot of stuff you're going to see on YouTube are his pass sets. I, I'm going to break down the pass sets that I have. Like I said, I was lucky enough to run into some all 22. Somebody sent it to me. Um, I will not be sharing that out there because it's a very tricky game with all 22 from college. You, you don't want to screw up your source. So that, that's staying with me. Um, but then either, even after, like I said, P Ryan, I've like six, seven games on, uh, I'm not going to do a, a, we'll go through the picks. We'll, we'll just do that now. Um, Beckton completely fine with it. Good pick. Um, we'll talk about them more as it comes along. We'll skip the Mims pick. We'll talk about that in a second. Ashton Davis was a little bit confusing at the time, but we, I had a feeling the Jets and a lot of my mantras, I had the Jets taking a safety somewhere in it because Marcus Mays deals up after this year. Doesn't seem like they're going to sign him. I think he's like 27, 28. So he's coming to that range where it gets a little bit more risky. He's had, he had injury problems earlier in his career. He's been pretty healthy the last couple of years. Um, but Davis is a guy, and a lot of people are concerned, oh, well, it's a Jamal Adams replacement. That's not the case. He's not the same player as Jamal Adams. He's more of a center fielder. He can play in the box. He can play slot and coverage. He can play on tight ends. But I would say his true role in the NFL will be that uh, deep center field or cover one, cover three, cover four, cover two, deep half, whatever it may be. He's going to be in that role. But I think this year you're going to have the Jets um, – I think a lot of three safety sets, you know, big, uh, big nickel instead of, you know, two uh, safeties and three uh, corners, you're going to have three safeties, two corners, big dime, same thing, uh, three, three safeties and three uh, corners instead of four corners, two safeties. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. He offers a lot of versatility, I think, in terms of him playing a deep coverage. I think it opens up Jamal Adams even more. Um, and him even being able to play in the box opens up Jamal Adams more. So you're going to have a lot of versatility in there. You're not going to be knowing what guys are doing. So I, I like the pick. Could they have took another guy, receiver, edge that you liked maybe. Um, but overall, in terms of the player, I, I like it. And a lot of people, you hear them talk about these players. And the, the, if, if you hear them talk about their strengths and weaknesses, you go to NFL.com, you're going to see that they, uh, the, the people will, le- will read word for word or change a little bit of what they hear on NFL.com. So this is the only place you're going to get full breakdowns of these guys. Um, so I liked, I'm fine with the Ashton Davis pick. Uh, the next couple of picks, I'm, I forget the order all the time. Uh, Perrine, P. Ryan, um, fine with it. Um, again, there were some guys, there were some running backs that people liked over him. I, I think he's a safe option in terms of what I've seen from him. Pass protection, he's a do-it-all type of guy, so he might not be a home run hitter. But I think in terms of a guy who can come in pretty early and be productive, uh, be an all-around type guy, um, I, I like that pick. Uh, the pick I had a problem with, you know, Morgan, I think you can get Morgan later in the draft. Again, we'll go over his film. I'm not going to fight a lot of on Florida International University, I think it's called. Um, so it's going to be a lot of like broadcasting on YouTube. So hopefully I can get something out of that. There's only like a couple guys who I don't have a lot of stuff on. And it's Morgan. Uh, it's going to be Clark. I think I have Clark. I have like three games from him on YouTube that I could, I could, I could watch, which is not – it's not all 22. And then uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Bryce Hall. But continue on with the, with the guys. Uh, Morgan, I think they could have t- taken him later. Listen again. It's another swing for the uh, swing for the fences type pick. People say it's a higher ceiling than a guy like Drake, Jake Fromm, who is still there. Where Jake Fromm might be a decent backup and a pro ready type guy, but in terms of a, a good backup and a guy who can develop maybe into a trade chip, uh, they they felt more comfortable with Morgan, and that's fine. Listen, I don't really know a ton about either guy. Um, there was there were guys who were all on Fromm and like Fromm a lot more, and there's also analysts who liked 
Morgan more um, than from. So I'm not going to go crazy until I watch the film. Uh, Cameron Clark's a pick I really like. Guy who was a tackle. Um, forget what school it was off the top of my head. Uh, Charlotte, I think it was Charlotte. Uh, the, they're also green and white. Um, so uh, he's a guy who's going to transition into guard. I'm hoping that he plays next to Beckton. Him and Beckton have a, have a connection. They work out together. They, they train together. They talk. So I think having those two guys next to each other would be awesome. Uh, maybe not a left guard or a right guard um, right now. Maybe he takes over midseason. Maybe he takes over next year. But I like to pick big physical guy. Um, moving on from that, I th- P. Ryan was actually – he was actually after Morgan. No, I, I, I forget the order. No, because it was the, the first day, the, the, the two third round picks. Okay, yeah, so it was it – was, um, blank, I'm blanking out now on the guy's name. Whatever. Uh, the, 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 the second third round pick – okay, yeah, so it was Davis and then, and then Zuniga. Uh, Zuniga, he's, dal- he's battled some injury problems, but, again, he's, he doesn't seem like a guy from the little I've watched with a lot of bend. He seems like an explosive, fiery guy with like a 4-6-40, so – he might not be able to, to run and bend and dip the edge, but he's a guy who's pretty versatile. He, he played his hand in the dirt. He could play outside linebacker, uh, explosive speed, good power. So following that pick again, you might have liked Bradley and I and things like that, you know, better at that pick. But how do you know how the Jets are exactly going to use these guys? So as long as they were addressing positions of need, which they did, I, th- I would say overall I, w- I would have liked another receiver somewhere in the draft. Um, so that's my, that's my issue with it. But moving on. Um, I think the only guy I missed was the punter. Listen, uh, receiver there, would I have liked it? Yes, sure. But how, many, how, how much do six-round picks work out? Whereas if you're getting a good punter, if you're getting a top five, top ten um, punter, they make a difference in the game. I don't have to explain it. Flipping the field, um, you know, uh, pinning guys in the five-yard line, pinning guys in the ten-yard line, it, it really does help. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that he turns into a top 10 type guy. And then it's a worthwhile pick. It's a six round pick. I'm not going to go crazy about that. But like I said, overall, my problem with the draft was probably taking just like to be a little bit nitpicky. I, I would like to take a quarterback later. I think Morgan would have fell a little bit more, um, maybe a pick or two. I would have, I would have changed around a little bit um, and take another receiver. That's about it. And then obviously with the other six round pick, they traded for Quincy Wilson, who you will also be getting a film review on. All these guys are being a film review on uh, minus the punter. I'm not going to do a film review on the punter. And then the undrafted guys, I might do like shorter reviews of them, but it seems like the top four guys that people want to see are, are Guidry, the corner, the slot corner, uh, Lamar Jackson, Huff, the edge rusher, and Cager, the, the wide receiver. So uh, maybe I'll do shorter ones on them depending on how much I can find. If not, then, then maybe I'll just do two or three of them. But um, it was a successful draft. I, w- I was happy with the, the draft overall. But to take care of the rest of the housekeeping, uh, like I said, this show is going to be 36 plays of Mims. Next show will be with ex-NFL defensive back uh, Marcus Coleman, who, who will join me uh, to break down the last 21 plays, including some senior ball one-on-one reps. Um, JRB31 on, on Twitter. I posted like 21 plays of Mims there. Uh, and then in the moments, if you want to check out my moments, go there and, and watch it. If you want to get the full thing, the full 57 plays, go to uh, jetsxfactor.com. Uh, that's where you'll get the strengths and weaknesses as well, even though I'm going to give them out in a couple of seconds. Um, that's, that's obviously a subscription service. Um, so that, if you're watching on YouTube, like I said, if you appreciate the, the work, you'd like the show, go onto the podcast app, drop a five-star at the minimum, um, if you want to write a review for a sentence, that's awesome. Like I said, it helps make it up the charts. It helps us get more subscribers. It helps do a bunch of stuff more. Um, if you are, you know, uh, just watching on YouTube, at least make sure you you like and, and subscribe and I guess tell somebody about it. Um, other than that, Jets X Shop, uh, we just started making T-shirts. 
I know a lot of people aren't going to buy t-shirts but people, for the people who do. Uh, McGovern t-shirt who actually him and his family bought, which is pretty cool. So that I know McGovern at some point is going to be repping a JetX shirt, which is, which is awesome. Have a Blue It Split shirt, have a Becton shirt, have a uh, Joe Douglas shirt, have a bunch of, a bunch of stuff, just a Jets X Factor shirt. Um, and like I said, next show is Ash and Davis, Davis coming, and then I'll, I'll chalk up to the votes. It seems like P. Ryan's going to be next after that, but I just want people to remember that the Becton show will be all 22. It will show past sets. So it's not just going to be a, a review of what I've already done. It's gonna, I'm basically going to just do a whole new review. Strengths and weaknesses will be listed like, like the last time. Maybe I'll find a new strength and a new weakness with, with the better view that I have. You know, I did give out uh, quite a list. Um, but the, the jersey today is repped. It's uh, Brandon Marshall. I'm hoping that the guy we picked at pick 59, uh, Denzel Mims, is – as good as Marshall was for the Jets that one year, we broke a bunch of records. Hopefully it's a, for a long, longer ex, uh, period of time where Marshall really dominated for just one year with the Jets. Um, but Mims hopefully is that receiver for the Jets. Um, you're looking at a guy who I, I think is going to be the X receiver right now, right now for the Jets. Um, a guy who's on the, on the backside isolated, a guy who can win over the top. And I think both, I think both Perryman and Mims are X receiver type guys. And this is not me saying one receiver, like the number one receiver. I'm talking about X, the actual fit in the plays they run. Uh, the guy on the backside, isolated, like I said, take the take, uh, you know, who you want to win a one on one, who's going to take a, the, the, the top off the defense. I think that Mims is a better fit for that now. Be not, they both have similar size. They both have similar. I, I, Mims can go up and get the ball better than Perryman, but Perryman's a good jump ball guy too. I just think that. Perryman fits better into the Z role. The guy who's going to win more short routes, the guy who has to have more timing routes, the guy who's going to be a little bit better at route running. Um, and it's not to say Mims won't be a better runner than a route runner than Perryman, but I think at this point, um, you want Perryman having to think more and have to run more routes where, you know, the X receiver on the backside might just be running comebacks and, and digs and, and, nine routes in post instead of a really diverse route tree, you know, intertwined within a, within a concept. So I think that Perryman fits better into that. Um, but, and I wanted to share this too. I'll, I was going to share this before, and this is where my, uh, where the, where the chief called me and uh, that's where I had to, to, to stop because I'm not going to ignore a call from my chief. That would be bad business for me. Um, but I did want to share this because I, I feel like going into the, I don't know, I'll show my, I'll, I'll show my whole screen. And this was going into this pick. A lot of people, okay, pick an offensive lineman in round in round two or in round one, pick a, and then pick a guy in round two, a receiver. And the start of the day, you know, you were hoping that a guy and, and Mims was my fifth receiver. And, and like I said, I'm gonna show you text to prove some of this stuff because I don't want people, oh, he's just a Mims fan because of this. I'll, like I said, there's people last year people loved like uh, uh, Greg Dortch, who I, who I didn't like at all, or another guy who I didn't like. I'm not afraid to to, to criticize players. Um, but going into day two. Day two, you're happy. Okay, they just have their tackle. They have their tackle of the future. You know, got to protect Sam Donald. Now we need a receiver. Um, and these are some of the texts I was sharing. And I, I crossed out the kid's name, but I think this is going to day. D ignore the time because that's when I screenshot. I think last night or two nights ago. Um, going to day two, I was talking about you know in, inside offensive line or wide receiver. Obviously, wouldn't be a mad at, 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 at edge or cornerback. Um, and we're talking about it. And this is like proof because I, I, I thought Mims was going to be the fourth or fifth guy off the board in terms of receiver. I thought he was really going round one. And looking at the board, I was like, okay, you, know, you have Higgins there. You have Pittman there. You have Van Jefferson there. Uh, you have Mims there. Like, there's no freaking way that Mims is going to fall, um, which is, as you can see right here, ob offense obviously the preference. Mims is my number one right now. And then getting into the, the picks. I hope you guys can see this. I hope, I hope I'm not sharing the screen wrong. Um, and then – 
I guess this is that pick like 30, whatever. I said, Mims ain't, isn't making another 10 picks. Um, and at that point, I started getting really excited and, and it was kind of nerve wracking in the beginning of it because, okay, you know, I think, I think, oh, and Chenault, I was thinking about Chenault too, but you had, <laughs> you know, you had Higgins go, you had Pittman go, the first two picks, I was like, oh no, like we're not going to get a good receiver. It's going to be a corner or an edge or an interior offensive lineman, which is great, but I really wanted like a number one type guy. Um, and then just got on the clock. And I feel like this is a lot of people's feelings. That's why I'm sharing it. Mims is available. Gus on the clock. Please retraded. You know, getting pissed, obviously, not going to repeat everything. Um, and I actually figured out it was, it was uh, an extra third. It was a comp pick. So that's, that's why I got that screwed up. Um, and you're going through the picks. You're going through the picks. And Mims is still there. And other guys are getting drafted him. Um, and this is after they picked him. saying so maybe even Mims, which would be crazy. Um, and <laughs> going through the picks, yo, Mims is about to fall. Uh, Rams don't need a wide receiver. Vikings just got Justin Jefferson in round one, which I think the Rams actually took Van Jefferson. Uh, thank God, because I like I like Mims a lot more than Van Jefferson. I thought Van Jefferson would be a good target in the third round, not the second round. But con- continuing on, uh, Fred, dude, I'm so nervous. Praying we get him, and then when the when the pick comes in, uh, would be bananas. Rams took Jefferson. Let's go more pick. Mims is there. They took Mims. You know, freaking out. It was awesome. Um, in terms of that pick, it's it's an A plus. Uh, yeah, you're playing a risky game, uh, trading down, but maybe they liked a couple of guys who, who went between those picks that they felt it could have could have been a good receiver for them. So they traded down, uh, picked up an extra third round pick, which then got traded into two fourth round picks. So I think like Morgan was basically for free and another guy they got was basically for free. So they traded, they traded pick 48 for, for Mims and two fourth round picks. So even if you don't like Morgan, just, just, Assume that we got Mims at 48 and Morgan doesn't even exist on the roster. I think we got like, I think we got like him and Clark basically for trading down, um, which is ridiculous. And the sixth round pick, I think from Demarius Thomas that we traded uh, early in the, or in the offseason last year. So we got that pick back from the Patriots. We got like two fourths in the sixth round pick next year uh, to trade down and still get Mims. So uh, I was absolutely ecstatic with Mims um, getting him. I, I feel like he could be a true number one receiver. He has a lot of things to work on, which we'll, we'll talk about right now going through his film. Um, but wide receiver Baylor, 6'3", 207, uh, 33 and 7 eighth inch arms, which is really long arms for, for a receiver. Those are really nice long arms, a great thing. Uh, 438 in the 40, 38.5 uh, inch vert, uh, 6.66 three so you can move. I don't agree with everybody who's saying the lateral quickness thing. Uh, I'll show you why he doesn't win off the, off the press sometimes. Um, and 131 inch broad. Um, his drop rate, and there's different drop rates between ESPN stats and info and different rates between pro football focus. I didn't see a ton of problems with it, but per ESPN stats and info, I think it's called, uh, his drop rate in 2019 was 4.3%, which is lower than Judy at 4.5 and lower than Lamb at 5.4, which is funny. You heard a lot of problems with Judy's hands uh, before the draft, but Lamb actually dropped more balls than Judy, but whatever. Um, in 2018, his junior season, he had a broken hand, uh, 11.4 drop percentage. Uh, but like I said, he played, he played with a broken hand. So might he have a drop or two? Yeah. Does he have hands like Larry Fitzgerald? Not necessarily, but you're going to see some ridiculous catches. That I'm going to show this guy. So um, he has the, the ability to go and win, up, win, win balls. But uh, he also had 20 contested catches uh, last year, which is second most in the country. For a guy who has bad hands, it's, that's pretty good to be 20. I had 20 contested catches. And a lot of people, too, will talk about, oh, his yak. He didn't have a high yak percentage. A lot of his balls were on fades. It's really hard to get 
yak on a fade. So you have to look at that stuff. It's not like he was, he, he was getting a lot of screens and a lot of slants and a lot of overs. He was getting balls from up in traffic. So yeah, when he catches the ball, he's going to go down because there's a guy draped all over him. So I wouldn't look into the yak thing because he does actually have decent yak. Um, but in terms of the strengths and weaknesses that I listed, uh, size, speed, weight combo at 6'3", 207, 33 and 7 eighth inch arms, which I just said, will push back in the corners before, uh, before break using size, which I think he needs, needs to do actually a little bit more. Acceleration, uh, top-notch body control, catches ball with good hand positioning, tracks ball well, snatches ball far outside of his frame, will box defenders out, 50-50 ball winner, red zone weapon, strength, especially in hands, arms, and legs, uh, aggressive mindset blocker, which I love. Uh, shows me dedication. I said it before. A uh, good long speed. Uh, good long speed on tape, which also showed running the forty and three, uh, four point three eight seconds. Ability to get off press needs work. He has the ability to get off press, but he definitely needs refinement there for sure. Um, has some revi- uh, re- variety and releases stretch. Get evens, walk it out, shuffle. Uh, even though he needs to add more, change it up more. There's too many times where you see him do simple releases, which I'll show. Um, some ability to make quick movement, sharp breaks, considering size. Also shows bam steps which we'll go over, uh, tracks ball well, Physica- uh, physicality and routes show up often with push-offs and push-bys, has good feel for how to use hands to fight with, co- uh, with cornerbacks in phase, great timing on fades, um, shows light hands, which we'll show, exaggerated drop issue, like I said, um, which is lower last year based on ESPN stats and info, lower than Judy and Lamb. Uh, weaknesses that I, that I wrote down, uh, routes n- Routes need work overall. Can see some dead time at top of routes. Needs to be more aggressive with break steps, um, which I should actually spill. That's, that's the wrong type of break step. Um, needs to continue. Needs to stop reaching for his drop or stop steps or whatever you want to call them. Like I said, don't go too don't go too crazy with that stuff. Rounded routes at the top or rounded routes as his drive step isn't under frame. Shoulder can come uh, shoulders can come hot too high before breaks or in drive uh, drive phase. I think he could use his size even more in routes, which I said before. Limited route tree at Baylor. You saw a lot of fades, nine routes, post fades, drags, curls, comebacks, but nothing. You don't see a lot of Colorado outs or blaze outs or whip routes or um, there's just not a, there wasn't a ton there. Um, he, he ran the same the same amount of routes a lot. But it's not saying that he can't run the other route. So you just wasn't asked to do a ton. Needs to commit to break steps. Um, breaks and steps will get eyes out of breaks early as he leans out. Too many simple releases, not testing cornerbacks. Body catches at times. I saw it a few times. I want to note it down. Uh, Bows uh, Bo's routes out instead of holding line um, too often. So I watched 2019 on all 22 of the two Oklahoma games. Um, I watched on YouTube uh, Texas, Kansas Kansas State. Oh, these were all, all in 22 too, so I lied. So I had Oklahoma two games. I had Texas. I had Kansas State. I had UTSA. Um, I had the Senior Bowl. And then I watched on YouTube version, broadcast version of Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, uh, Texas Tech, and Kansas State, which is really – I didn't really get a lot from those. It was just kind of to show extra replays of, um, of him, like different views of it. But let me pull up some film. I'm going to pause it real quick. All right, first play. Like I said, 36 today, uh, 21 should be in a few days with Marcus Coleman. Uh, so that should be exciting. Like I said, the senior ball reps is where I'm stopping this. Uh, after play 36 is when the senior ball reps come in. I think I have like 10 plays of senior ball reps, so it's really going to be fun to watch the next week as well. Um, so he's on the bottom of the screen right here. 
And I'm gonna try to I'm, I'm gonna try to chill it out with the rewinding, but the thing with this is you need to watch the play a couple times. I'm gonna try to, like I said, to chill with that a little bit. But um, Mims gets off the line, physicality. You're gonna see a lot of physicality in his routes. He squares up the he squares up the uh, the corner, throws him outside again. A lot of people will be concerned with his physicality in his routes. DeAndre Hopkins gets away with it all the time. He might get called a time or two, maybe maybe even you know five six times during a year. Um, but a lot of the stuff he's doing is legal, especially in that in that five yard contact window. Um, they give they give receivers a lot of of leniency, so he uses he uses his size to his advantage. Um, right there, gets inside. The corner is peeking back inside, which you really want to see the corner close ground on the uh, on Mims. So Mims doesn't have this is a, this is a decent break right here. I don't like how his arms are so loose right there. You see how his arms are really like wide apart and things like that. You want your hands to be tighter and pumping. Uh, so I would, I would say to fix his arms a little bit right there. And, it, and just, just to me, so he throws that right foot stop step, break step. It doesn't – I would like to see him drop his hips a little bit more here too where his hips are a little bit high. Um, and then you could see him starting to lean out of the break before he really even – um, commits that second stop step. So you want to do stop, stop, break, drive um, here. And he is – he – like I said, I'm going to try to be a little bit easier with the rewinds. People said they're getting gay eyeballs or whatever. Um, but we do have to go over it. So I would like to see more of the hip drop and commitment to that to that first step. The second step – is the step that I have the biggest issue with where you could see that he's not really committing to that step. He's already leading out of it and looking out of it. So you really want to see those first two steps get thrown on the ground, your eyes towards the ground, your, your, your chest over your knees. Um, whereas here he, the first step wasn't, wasn't bad. I would see his arms a little bit better um, and drop his hips a little bit more, but the second step he doesn't commit to at all at all. And you're going to see some dead time at the top of the route right there. He doesn't get hit, but I did want to show one of the route breaks. Um, again, physicality off the line, which was which was fine with me. Obviously, um, he's going to get away with some. That's something that I feel uh, receivers get away with a lot, where corners are kind of screwed. But um, a guy like Mims, who, like I said, six point six six three cone, a guy who runs a, a under a four four forty six three, uh, thirty almost thirty four inch arms. He's a physical freak, and if he can get his route running down, it's not terrible. But if he can get it down, and I think he said his biggest weakness is is getting out of his breaks faster. Um, he could be a legit number one weapon, legit. And my I compare a lot of people comparisons this comparison that. People say Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was bigger than him, um, and slower than him. I, I when I was watching him, I thought AJ Green, um, fast guy, physical, lanky, can get out of his breaks. He's still athletic, offers some yak. So I would say like an AJ Green type of type of guy is what I see when I watch Mims. Um, so he's at the bottom of the screen again. And he's going to use a get even, just brings his feet up. Um, now he's squaring the guy up. He's assessing him. He allows for a two-way go, either inside or outside. So he uses that get even. Um, the problem with, his, with getting off of press for him is he gets caught in the chest too much. You'd like to see his hands more ready for that, that punch right there. You see his hands are, are wide and kind of low. And he gets caught in the chest, which will disrupt his route stems. So... That happens a little bit too much for me. Um, again, he has the strength to do it. It's not a hard thing to do. Just, just fix your hand placement, be a little bit more ready for it. 
Uh, maybe she train with Aaron Donald with, with those knives. Um, maybe not, but he needs to be more ready for that, for that, for that jam. I get jam. You can see it clearly affects him. Now he is able to, to wipe away the hands, swipe away the hands, chop away the hands, whatever you want to call it. He gets to the, to the inside. Again, you'd like to see the corner close to more ground right here. And he's going to, So if you're looking at his, at his feet right here, I'm going to say this a couple of times. He kind of, he, with his, with his break steps, he lunges into him. You see, his, he's jumping into that break. Like you want to, you want to see him throw that foot down, like throw it into the, the ground, commit with your hips, drop your hips, have your, have your chest over your knees, which his chest are, his chest is over his knees. But too frequently for me, he's, he hops into his breaks. You see him jumping for it. He's, he's lunging for his break. He's not throwing that foot down. So when you're lunging into it, you're trying to stop and you're throwing your body forward, if, if that makes sense. So he's throwing his body forward. Um, and you can see, again, that first step and the second step comes down. And you can see how he's not really committing to that second step. He's already starting to lean out of his break and look at look out of the break instead of stopping first, then getting into a break. So it, 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 it leads to more rounded breaks. So I would want to see throw that foot down instead of, instead of like lunging into it, commit to the second break, look at your foot. Don't lean out before you, you get out of that step. So you want to see uh, like, like stop, stop. Uh, and then, and then really start to, to open up that right foot towards the quarterback to allow your hips to open up and get towards the, the quarterback. Um, you're going to see some of the dead time again. It's not a bad break. He doesn't get the ball right here. I'll I'll, Sorry for your eyes. I'm trying to do it slowly. You're going to see uh, what I'm saying. It's not a bad break, but these are things that he can fix up on where the, the oh, so that, that's something I even noticed I was playing in, in, in slow speed. So the thing I like about this route too that I didn't mention is, so the first phase, be ready for those hands. He's running, in, he's running his routes right here. He throws a stutter. You're going to see the cornerback react to it. The corner's going to try to now race over the top because he's thinking he's, thinking he's running a stutter and go. So now you're going to see the corner really start to get in, in high gear and, and really start to elongate his stride, and then he breaks. So I, I like the stutter in his route to make the corner gear down and then really uh, start to run over the top and open up his stride because he thinks he's running a stutter and go. So good job with that, with that stutter in the route for sure. Um, again, this is not a bad route break, but the, he could eliminate that dead time right there um, by throwing his foot into the ground instead of lunging into, the, into that break and, and really committing to that second step. So – uh, good route and 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 can you know can use some work as well um, with that. Next uh, bottom again, backside. It's again. This is I expect to see him with the Jets. This type of role, um, X receiver on the on the backside of, of plays, um, and you know instead of having to make him think a lot and how many steps do I need to be in the sale concept, this flood concept to go over this and read coverages and all this stuff, he's going to be isolated when you're out. That's, that's what I think he's going to be best at right now because he's not an experienced route runner. He'll get there. He'll, um, he'll get there where maybe, where maybe he could play Z and X and, and big slot and, and things like that, you know. Um, where right now, like I said, that, I think that's, that this is his role for the Jets. So you're going to see a get even. He's probably going to bring this. He's going to bring this back foot up to, to the front foot. Again, to assess the corner, to eat up space, to get the corner to, to react a little bit, um, to allow for a two-way go. So... He's going to bring the back foot up again. So my problem with this is you're, you're closing ground with a guy who is, he's a, he's a little bit off, but he's still in press. Your hands got to be ready for the press. 
So you, so yeah, he is able to, to, to wipe away the hands, swipe the hands, but the corner's hands do hit the hit, hit him. And in the NFL, he's leaning a little bit. This corner's leaning a little bit for that contact in the NFL. They're going to bring their feet with him and jam you. And from that point, you're pretty much screwed. So I would like to see him get off a of press better here. Um, you're going to see it affects him. He bows his route out really far. So you're going to see him start at the top of the numbers and he bows it out really far to the sideline. So a good corner in the NFL at this point, one, that jam, he's going to, he's going to jam him and, and take his chest and he's pretty much screwed from that point. But even if he is able to get outside and he bows it outside, the corner's going to use that sideline as that, as that, second, that second defender. He's going to go over top of him and squeeze him to the sideline. Now, now it makes it for the quarterback a, a harder throw because you don't have as much room for error, whereas if he was to get off this, the snap cleanly, push back into him, sack him, and then now this quarterback has all this, this turf to throw it, whereas when you bow out like this, um, it's, going to, it's a harder window for both you and the quarterback. Again, the ball does not go his way. I'll show it again. Uh, needs to be ready for the hands and bows it out too far. Even after he gets pressed right here, I like to see him really work up into him. You see how he, he bows it out voluntarily? So at this point, turn it right into him and stack him. You, you has a speed. He has a strength to get on top of him. And then you have him over top, and the quarterback has more room uh, to throw the ball. So um, less bowing of the route, more ready for the hands right there. Pause it and bring up the next set of three plays. All right, next play. Again, he's isolated on the top in that X receiver role. Okay, so again, this is where he uses like a lot of simple releases. And I'm not, I'm not honestly, a, like, I don't think it's a bad thing to have simple releases. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. If he was to, to foot fire, maybe stab, stab outside, maybe the corner angles his hips off outside or opens his hips off outside, and then you're able to, to get a better position into your route stem. Um, here, that's not a huge issue because a corner does jump outside. My, my issue with this route is, again, you're seeing him bow it inside. Well, it, honestly, I would like to see him do more at the, at, at the, at the, uh, the beginning of this too because he does that. But he doesn't. He doesn't really threaten him in any way. Where the corner is able to jump outside and just open right back up to the to the inside, and he's able to get over top of it. So he wasn't able to manipulate him a little bit more at the in the beginning phase of the route. He'd able he'd be able to work into the corner, be able to lean into him before the break. But because he doesn't really manipulate him a ton, the corner's able to work back over top and, and then crowd the route break, as they say. So he's able to work over top. Again, I see him push vertical as quickly as he can as he can here. which he does work back into him a little bit, but he's still able to crowd the top of that route break and, and stay completely with the route. Um, again, not the sharpest break. You can see his dry foot's a little bit far outside of his frame there, but um, we're moving to the next play. Rocker steps slant. Okay, I remember liking this play. Bottom, right here. Press corner. A little bit of like a, like a soft shoe press corner. Um, and he runs a good route right here. This is, this is a good route. He's just not targeted. So comes off the snap, uh, short stride foot fire. Again, two-way go, squares him up, closes ground. A lot of the releases are used for the same thing. There's in different ways. You don't want to use the same thing. You want to see short strides and foot fires and, 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 and skip releases and all these different things just to change it up. You don't want to do the same thing all the time. So he gives him a short try to foot fire while he's stemming him a little bit outside and then uses a rocker step. So you're going to see him right here. 
plant hard off the left, head fake to the, to the right, plant off that right, and get inside. Pushes vertical, which is going to hold him over the top, breaks inside. Um, there's some congestion in the throwing window for the quarterback because of the linebacker right here. Uh, but overall, I'll play that again, um, a solid route. So you're going to see the, the foot fire, close ground, rocker step, break inside. Uh, again, the throwing window is congested, so it doesn't throw up. But overall, definitely a solid route right here from, from Mims. Next play, we're going to look at. So I'm going to say another simple release. I said it when I recorded it, not much of his release. So he is on the bottom. Number five. He said he wants to wear number 15. I, Josh Bellamy has that. Then he said 11. Um, I'm fine with 11. I just, I heard that it was because there's 11 guys taking over him. There's actually 12 taking over him and he can't wear 12 because Chase Claypool, unless he's not counting Chase Claypool as a receiver and a tight end, but he was listed as a, as a receiver. So I wouldn't really like it if it's for that reason. I like the number 11 regardless, but um, Hopefully, well, we'll see what Bellamy lasts. I don't think he's going to last, so maybe he can just switch to 15. But uh, he wore 15 his junior year, five his senior year. Somebody else had his number five his, his junior year. Um, again, this is where you need some work with the releases from, for me. Um, he does have the ability to, like I said, short stride, foot fire, um, and all those things. But too often, he's, he's, he's happy with these just get-evens and releases outside, the speed releases outside. And again... The corner's not really threatened here. Um, he stays square, but give him, you know, work up to him with like a, um, like I said, a, a foot fire. Give him, give him a rocker step, you know, outside, inside, outside. You got to do something a little bit more to manipulate the corner. The corner's not manipulated right here. He, he opens up outside, again, top of the numbers, and he bows his route out to, you know, way, way beyond the, the bottom of the numbers. And the, corner, the cornerback is able to stay over top because he didn't manipulate him in the first phase. So he needs to do more work at the first phase right here to get himself in position to win vertically. So again, you're not going to see much of the release here. The corners able to stay over top. The corners in the NFL are going to be able to do it. So um, needs to do more more there for for me to uh, to like that that route. Next play, not ready for hands. Again, um, he's on the topper there, isolated that X roll. And you're going to see him – This is where some people say they didn't see the press problems. I saw the press problems. It was, it was not a lot about lateral quickness for me. It was a lot about being ready for hands because um, I think he has quickness. I think his, his three-cone time shows that. But, again, uses that, that get even again to get even again, two-way go, et cetera, et cetera. This corner, if you're looking at him pre-snap, he's leaning forward. He's on his toes right now. He's, he, he's most likely going to jam. Now, he could be faking it. There's guys who could show a soft, a soft show, play off, and jump jam you. But there's when they're leaning forward like this and they're showing you this body, these body mechanics, you have to be ready for the press. Um, so he's showing press right here. So I'm fine with the get even right here. Maybe that's even more of like a split release. Like bring this foot back while this foot's going forward and, and kind of get even but while retreating a little bit to assess him. Um, but – or it could even be a stretch release that he, that he didn't get into. Stretch release, get even, whatever. Um, but the corner lunges for contact. Again, catches him in the chest. You can see how much it affects him. It, it throws him backwards. Tries to defeat the hands. Not, I can't, I can't really see this view if he does. It looks like he tries to rip through it right here. And then he gets into his break. 
but the corner already already disengaged because the corner when he when he has that position he looks inside he sees the quarterback get rid of the ball so he he just releases him into his route right here but the corner would have been all over that route because he wasn't ready for the hands so you got to be ready for the hands and, and and press right there um from mims all right next play um and this is just a block and again uh, i talked about it with the other guys i don't know if everybody who's w- going to watch this show watch the other shows which i severely doubt their reason to watch this show watched shows on rugs and and all and judy and all those guys and lamb um but blocking from a receiver shows me a few things it shows me one you're dedicated to the team you you give effort every play you're a hard-nosed player you're not a pansy um and that's pretty much it that's all that's all it really is if, if you see guys who are giving up they don't like run plays they're not gonna block and then that cornerback comes to blindside your your running back or your receiver and forces a fumble or whatever it may be, or even if it's just not a fumble and it's just, okay, you could have got an extra two yards there. That could be the difference between a win and a loss, two yards, a yard, a fumble. Um, and again, it's really about the dedication to the team, dedication of success, every play and not being cover your kid's ears, but a bitch when guys don't block people notice that. So this running back takes a handoff and Mim isn't blocking this cornerback makes the block or makes the tackle because he didn't feel like throwing his hands into him and stalk blocking him there's the running backs and have questions about the receiver. You don't want to see dealer receivers. We're not going to block Mims will block you. Uh, best blocking guy we've had. Well, honestly, a noonwhile blocks pretty well and Marshall, but you want guys who are going to drive um, really good stock blockers. So here he just explodes out of his stance. Cornerback retreats in that soft shoe gets his chest, gets him inside. And the good thing about this is the really good thing is that he pulls his pelvis into him. You see that he closes ground right there. The pr- problem with a lot of receivers blocking is they're going to reach for you, and then they're reaching for you. The cornerback's going to be trying to, to get off of the block, and, and, and the, the elongation of the arms and the tugging like this where it's really elongated, it's really dramatic, that draws ref's eyes. And when you're obviously when you're holding something like this, you don't have as much control as if you hold, have them tight. Like you Try to hold two dumbbells like this for 10 minutes or five, maybe not 10 minutes, try to hold two dumbbells like this for two, two, for two minutes or try to hold dumbbells like this for, for two minutes. You have a lot more control when you're inside. You have a lot more power um, when you're inside. So it both gives you more power to get your pelvis and your body close to them without your arms like elongated. And it also reduces the risk of holding calls that, that you're going to see. So good job pulling his pelvis into him, getting his hands tight. Um, and, he, and he's going to block him the whole play and just drives him. And the, the running back is tackled, but it's not because of Mims, guys, when, when the, the running back is going to run right to his side. So, again, great effort, great play. I know that's up down. I've seen plenty of people on the, out there on Twitter, oh, I hate people who put up wide receiver blocking plays. Uh, you probably don't follow me, and I don't think you're doing correct evaluations if you're not highlighting receiver blocking plays or if you don't care about it because it shows you a lot more than, it, um, than, it, than you think it does. Um, hold on a second. All right, continue. I pause for like three seconds. Let me pause it. Um, so he is on the bottom. Okay, so. I like I like this route from 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 Mims again on the bottom. The cornerback is going to bail. Um, I like that he attacks the blind spot right here. 
after the snap, I'm not sure if he was releasing outside or, or not right away, which it looks like he was you know, releasing outside right away, but he reads the corner, sees him bailing. He attacks that blind spot, works into the blind spot. Uh, the, the corner goes to, to turn. Obviously, he's playing far over top right here. This corner is giving him the inside. Um, so the really the, the, the good part – sorry, I'm rewinding again. Um, tr- trying to work on that. Again, it's hard to watch film while breaking it down, while talking, while trying to rewind it to show you exactly what I'm talking about. But I, I, I get the whole rewind thing. I will work on that. Um, so attacks the blind spot. With his break right here, Again, it's not the cleanest break um, for me. You can see how he's kind of like, you see how he's, his body language, he's throwing himself into that break. He's not really exploding off of it. He's throwing himself into the break, which again, is going to lead it to be more rounded. That dry foot's not going to be able to open up and get, and get under your frame. So um, just, just break here. Just, just, you, want, you want more, more lateral. You don't want him reaching for the break. So he, he reaches for the break. It leads to being rounded. You see how as far his, his dry foot is outside of his frame. And you want your hip open up to where you're going to go. So his, his foot is open this way. So it's going to be hard for your hips to open up underneath of that corner when your hips want to go where your foot is going. Um, and if you're, like I said, if you're not opening that foot, you're not going to open your hips as well. So it is a little bit rounded here because he throws himself into that break. So I'd like to see him do a little bit better job with that. Uh, but he is open, obviously. Um, makes the catch. Uh, and the, the, the corner is there for the, for the tackle. But good job attacking the blind spot. Could clean up that break, though. Next play. Post corner never looks. Okay, yeah, this is a good route. So I believe this corner is just going to bail to the outside because he thinks he has inside help right here. Okay, so Mims comes off the line. Stabs outside. Again, you want to watch leaving your feet right there. This, this this whole motion, you don't have contact with the ground and you're not able to change directions no matter how hard you want to get your feet back down. That's gravity's, that's gravity's uh, doing, not your own. So watch the hops. Stabs outside. Corner jumps outside. So good job getting the corner to react. He, he created that fall step right there. This is upfield. Corner thinks he has help inside. Um, which, by the way, if the, which he does have help inside. If the corner at this point, should be playing just continue vertically because if he does break inside, this guy's going to jump down on it. So the corner breaks inside with him and starts to peek inside. Mims peeks inside, peak technique. Plants breaks back outside and is wide open for what would be a touchdown. The corner vacates a clean pocket, clean pocket, and doesn't see him and forces a ball up to this receiver down here. I forgot. I don't know if he catches it. I don't care. Um, but good job by Mims. Um, Gets him to react outside. Now, the thing with this break is, again, he's pretty high into that break. You see him saying straight up. You'd like to see him a little bit, a little bit, uh, sink his hips a little bit more to that because it is rounded. As you can see, he breaks off of that step and that foot is going f- straight out in front of him instead of opening up. So he could have been a little bit sharper right there. But good job peeking inside. Bad play by the cornerback, but uh, good overall route by by Mims on that one. Um, this one is bad quarterback play. This isn't going to be anything dramatic in terms of like his, his route running. I just wanted to highlight this play to show that his better quarterback was terrible. Um, they had this guy. They had another guy come in at times. They had another guy. I think they had like three quarterbacks played this year. Mostly is this guy. Um, but there was a couple other quarterbacks and none of them were good. You know, no offense to them. But there's a blown coverage. I, d- I don't know. I don't know if one of these guys is supposed to pick up Mims. I don't know if the safety, they were, they were rotating coverage and he was supposed to rotate over the top um, and, and these guys were expecting him to. Whatever it may be, there's a blown coverage. 
Mims is running a post versus nobody. Nobody. This, and I'm not trying to be dramatic, but this is, if you lead him, this is a, a 25-yard throw. There's a people in MetLife parking lot, hammered, drunk, can hit that throw. So the fact that the quarterback did not even put it on him, he put it so short that Mims can't even make the catch, is terrible. Terrible quarterback play. I know you had the running back kind of near you. Maybe you stepped on his foot. You got to be able to make this throw. And the running back does just drift into him. It's a bad job of the running back right here, honestly, too. Um, but you got to be able to make that throw. The throw does not get there. And now Mims is uh, – they, they leave a 80-yard touchdown on a blown coverage out on the field. So that, that hurts. <laughs> I did just want to highlight that his quarterbacks – and I'm not going to put up every play of his quarterback being bad out there. Uh, okay, so um, – Let's watch this next play. But I, just, I did want to highlight that just to show, okay, stats and, oh, well, he had this many stats. How is his offensive line? What concepts, what concepts was, he, what was he running? Did they hit him when he was open? Did they have bad throws? Did they force him into contested catches? Like, there's a bunch of things. I, that's why I hate stats. Top of the screen, press coverage. Um, again, just like hops into another get even. Pretty simple release. The quarterback, the, the, the corner, again, which a lot of corners in college just plays with their hands behind their back because that's what they're doing. They don't use their hands at all. Um, he gets them to jump outside a little bit. Now, with this, um, you would like to see him press up into him more and, and, and use his body, you know, like those staircase steps that people talk about um, or stair steps where if you're running like a deep over, you're going you're gonna to break You're going to break inside. You're going to work vertical for three steps or one step, pushing off of the guy and then breaking into it. So you like to see like a stair, a stair step right here where he's going to, he's going to uh, obviously get in the react outside, break inside, lean back into him, break out or break inside. The thing with this, with this, this play that I noticed in the second view I'm going to show is he actually does push off with his hand. So I'm fine with this. So he gets inside. He does work vertically a little bit. He pushes off with his left hand right here. You're not going to be able to see it in this view. And he's able to make a tough catch. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the route right there. I'm going, to show, I'm going to show the other view, though, so you can see how tough the catch this is. It, looks, it might not look hard. This is not an easy catch. So, again, oh, I didn't, did I show the other view of this? No, I didn't. Okay. So he does push off him. So he gets him to react outside. He, he gets inside, leans into him a little bit, pushes off, breaks inside. The corner – is actually able to grab his hand that he pushes off with and, and slingshot himself back inside so he's over top of it. So the corner actually held him. So that's what gets over top. But, and he does clap this ball a little bit, but he's, he's getting draped over right now. So this is the hands, as you guys know, they're too wide right now. But in this position, it, it was a hard catch. So he does clap that ball a little bit more than you like to see because he, he catches it almost with his, uh, they, they call that writer's palm on the, on the, on the, uh, the top hand right there. So, the, um, a little bit of a clap, but a hard, a hard catch. The thing with this that I really like is that corner's arm is in there. So corners will do that when they're beat. Even if they can't play the ball, they're going to try to throw your throw their hand in between your body and the ball. Ideally, it's between your arms and the ball, so you literally can't pull it into you. This looks like it's over top, so maybe you could pull it in, but it's going to have to rub underneath of his arm. So it's not an easy catch to make while you're falling to the ground with a guy draped all over you with his arm in, so you can't pull it into your body. And he's falling down on top of you. And he's able to secure the catch right there. So great job by Mims in this catch. Again, you'd like to see a little bit cleaner of a catch right here.
but with that corner on top of him and his arm inside, for him to be able to pull us in, hand strength, a lot of things going into that. So a uh, really good catch from Mims right there. So he's able to make those contested catches. You're going to see some ridiculous catches. I don't know if they're more in this show or next show, which ones are, are the better catches, but uh, crazy. Another one, I'm not going to go over too, too much on this. I do want to make the shows not each two hours. Even though it's Mims and it's a draft picks, you're going to get some decent shows. So if I get people complaining, hey, I don't want to watch three hours, guess what? I didn't force you to watch three hours. You can watch 30 minutes for all I care. Bob on the screen, isolated. You're seeing a trend here. He's the X receiver. Again, the running back breaks out to his side. I'm not going to go over the run play and all that stuff. I don't know what the run play was. There's a counter. So he does a good job. Again, hands on with a stalk block. Pulls his pelvis in. Again, it sounds little, but it's technique you're looking for. Pulls him inside. Elbow is tight. There's not much of that herky-jerky. Not as, much, not as much room for a holding call. Keeps him tight. Sees the run back running to his side and just stays at the play. Keeps his feet moving. Keeps his arm pump, pumping to throw him out of bounds. He, he drives this guy all the way from the 35. He's trying to get off, trying to get off, trying to get off. Still trying to get off. His hands are still on him, driving his feet, driving his feet, using torque, and drives him all the way out of bounds. That is plays I see on, on film, and I give him AA pluses for that grade. That's, that, that's the stuff as a code. Yeah, run a great route. Great. You got the ball. That's what you want. These are the plays that I'll be looking at and, and really giving guys props. You know, if I set the whole team down, which I'm not a coach, maybe, maybe, maybe not in the NFL, maybe one day I'll coach a high school or something like that, which we'll say in the future. Um, these are the plays that I would show to the team and show that effort. That's what I want to see from guys on my team and a trend with the Jets. And I don't, I, I don't, I'll, maybe I'll write down the guys in the future, but a lot of the guys they're drafting this year, like, man. Uh, team captain Clark team captain Bryce Hall team captain a lot of these guys were team captains uh play like a jet's gonna have a, a podcast on Hall which I'm sure I'll go on and talk about his film um but they're basically saying that they make he, he makes Mother Teresa look like an asshole uh, I shouldn't say those words in two things but he was a really really good guy Becton yet yeah, Becton on Twitter mentioning every single guy gets drafted and so pumped and all this stuff so they're drafting a lot of high character effort players who are going to be good in the locker room so I like that that matters more than people think it is and people just want to throw in guys like Des Bryant, who is a me guy, um, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Um, I don't know in the locker room, but I want the guys who are going to play for the team. That's how you get that you know. That's how you get rid of the guys like Tremaine Johnson, you know, who are not going to get signed here. Um, even though Marcus said he was, I, I don't think he's a different player with the Rams. Something happened to him where he just he was happy with the money. But great freaking job by by Mims on that play. Those those plays pump me up. All right, next play. Uh, I think there are two touchdowns in a row right here. Press coverage again. This is if you're if you're noticing this for this, this is what you're gonna you saw a lot from Perryman with that hop step right there. Hops off the left, breaks off to the left. And he's doing this to one close ground, but a, but also able to make a quick break to the outside because you don't want to he doesn't want to step up right here with his one step and then break off of the left foot because you're not going to generate as much power when, you're, when this foot's far in front of it. And you're also not closing as much ground as you would. Um, so you're allowing for a better break and to not close as much ground as you, as you would if he just took a one step and broke outside, which if he did, you'd like to see him right foot up, left foot um, outside or inside, and then break off of that left foot up, you know, that's already up. But again, this is the release he's using, uh, which is a fine release with that hop step. Pushes off of the chest with the left left hand. Again, it's 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 not a lot of stuff that, that refs are gonna be able to see or call. So little tiny hand fighting like this 
little push offs to the chest, little things like that. Refs are not going to call it. So good job getting his hand inside right there, pushing off, shoulders down, and he starts to dip that shoulder. You're dipping that shoulder because if he is able to recover, you don't want your shoulder really open. He's able to land his hand in your shoulder, push your body back. He's kind of slingshot himself in front of you. So good job dipping the shoulder right there, getting vertical, shoulders down. He works to stack them. So you can see how he starts at the middle of the numbers, bows it outside as he gets outside, and then he's going to bend it back inside, and he gets on top of him. Again, left, you see some of the hand fight out there, the left hand. Shows good deep speed. Late hands. And the thing with the late hands that we're talking about, you see a lot of guys who, who are inexperienced with deep balls will start to put their hands out way before the ball comes. One, you miss a lot of catches like that because you're focusing more on your hands than, than you are the ball. And you slow yourself down a lot when you're doing that. And also, if you've been watching this, this, this channel – um, which we're going to review more corners, you know, during the season and stuff. But I don't think we really, really watch a lot of corners because actually, yeah, well, yeah, we have to see a re review coming up. But what corners are taught to do when they're beat is to play through the arms and play through the hands. So when a guy's going to track the ball, like, you know, and their hands are out like this, that gives you your aiming points. You want to work through those hands, punch through those hands, punch through the arms so they can't bring the ball back to the body, forcing the, the, the um, incompletion. But when you have late hands, you're not getting the opportunity. They can't, they're not, they don't know where the ball is and they can't, they, they can't, kind of work toward your hands so if you're doing it late late hands you're you're disabling the the cornerback to recover um in one of the primary ways they are taught to so good job with the late hands hands catch good job tracking a good uh oops sorry for the quick rewind um but again hop step push off stacks them pushes off with the left hand late hands good catch 15 Keep doing that. I figured out how to, uh, which actually makes it a lot easier for me. Hold on, I'm sorry, I had to. I screwed myself up there. Um, I figured out how to like with Mac split screens. So if I'm looking at a play and I'm typing notes on it, I could have one, you know, two sides, and I keep screwing up. It's like it's like habit now that I'm that I'm doing that. Um, but okay, so top of the screen right there. Again, uh, tight alignment. There's a lot of physicality in that route. So he's going to, he's going to, that's a skip release. So the, see that the, the hop step, if this is a hop step release, he would, he would, he would propel himself off that left foot and break off the left foot. But I call it a skip release when he's skipping up at only halfway to, to, to shoulder to shoulder width um, instead of a full one step forward. And then you're going to break off of that right foot. So, it, so he uses a skip release right here to close ground. Stems inside, gets his hands on the corner, throws him inside, throws, clubs him inside, punches over with that left hand, continues vertical, snaps it off outside. Again, could be a little bit cleaner, better of a break. Um, let's say that foot a little bit more forward and generate a little bit more power off of that foot. You can see it's a little bit rounded at that point. But overall, Really good physicality in that first phase of the route. Gets outside, quarterback hits him for the for the touchdown. So physicality in his routes is definitely one of the the pluses he has. And if he's a guy who um, can clean up his route running, if he cleans up his hands, if he cleans up his route breaks and starts slamming that foot down and committing to his second step and and not lunging for breaks, 
Um, and he has the power that he does, and he has the size that he does. I did it again. I, I keep splitting the screen. It's such a reaction. I pull up the play and then watch it while I'm typing. It's, it's a pain in the ass. So I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> for the delay. I keep doing it. Um, all right. I got to minimize myself because I'm up on the whole screen. That was play 16. Again, apologize for that, even though you couldn't see it. Um, but again, and he has power in his legs. So I'm going to show some breaks where he's lunging into a break or not coming to a stop step. And he's getting out of his break pretty damn fast where with bad technique, if he had good technique, he's gonna be able to whip out of his routes. He has that size. He has the speed. He has a strength. He is a, he could be a legit number one receiver. Like he has, and I'm not, and trust me, I like Judy better. And I'm, I would pick Judy a billion times over, over Mims. Mims has a higher ceiling because of his body. Judy's never going to be a guy who's going to go and dominate a guy vertically and at catch points. Mims can dominate in every way. If, if, so he has a higher ceiling. Obviously, Judy is an elite route runner. And I would take, again, don't take that for, you know, the way it's not supposed to be. If he reaches his ceiling, he could be an A.J. Green. Uh, Julio Jones is, is different than him. But an A.J. Green, Chris Godwin, Braylon Edwards, more speed type of, of lanky guy with power who can run routes. Like, he's, he can be a true X receiver, like a legit number one. So I'm really excited for him. To, with his biggest weakness being route running, who was his wide receiver coach? His, his wide receiver coach, Jefferson, coached his son, Van Jefferson, who is considered the second best route runner in the nation to Jerry Judy. So if he could teach Mims, who has a much more physical ta- a talent and is younger, more powerful, more quick than Van Jefferson, if he could teach those same route running concepts and those same route running techniques to him, to Mims, watch out. Because Mims, Mims can be good. I'm excited about this player. Um, he's a number five guy. You know, it was, and I, but I could argue him as my three. I could argue him over, over rugs. I can argue him over jo- Justin Jefferson, but he's, he was a number five. Um, and I'm really, really excited about this player. I really thought he was going to win the first round, whether that be to the Eagles, whether that be to the Packers at, what they, with the Packers, they got 29 or 30 or 28, whatever it was. So, um, really, really excited about this guy for sure. Again, not much of the release there. Kind of just brings that left foot up like a get even. Tries to get inside of him. Breaks inside, gets his hand inside of him. So like he needs more, he needs definitely needs more more work on his on his overall. Yeah, that is him, right? I'm smoking the wrong. No, I'm not. So this is this is what I'm no. Oh, sorry. I apologize. That that is not him. My my blank that all out from your mind. He's from the top. That's my that's my fault. Okay, yeah, so he runs a speed out right here. So the thing I like about this route is he's really selling that drive face. He's look at if you see that body language, he is sprinting over top of you. You really are going to open your hips and you're going to start to get together and beat you on a deep ball. So good job selling that drive face. I'm fine with him. His shoulders coming up right there before the break. The thing I would like to see is maybe instead of elongating your stride like that. Maybe shorten your stride so you have more quick steps. Still, still sell vertical with your shoulders and still give them 85, 90% of your speed, but shorten those strides so you're not running as fast because you're going to see him right here get into his break. Again, you could see his feet are off the ground here. You're, you're watching him to the top right here. You can see, how he, again, he kind of lunges for that break. You can see he lunges for it. He's, re- he's reaching for that break instead of, instead of slamming to the ground. Um, so... When you're throwing your body forward and trying to break a different way, your body's going to still want to continue forward. So you're not helping yourself breaking the way you want to break. So 
I would say drop his hips more again. Don't reach for that. I like to see him sink a little bit lower here. Um, he's a little bit he's a little bit high into that break. And again, you're gonna see that drive foot out of the, out of his body. So remember when I was doing the Judy show, Judy would be cutting and make a 180 degree cut and still get his drive phase under his body because he had right footwork. He's able to open his hips hips up and things like that. Where Mims is gonna be a little bit harder because he's more leggy. He's taller. But I still want to see proper technique. He's never going to be as sharp as a route runner as Judy, but he's also bigger, faster, and can catch balls outside of his frame like Judy wishes he could. So um, he has a lot more ta- like physical talent than that guy. So uh, if he can make his route running very solid, not elite, uh, he's going to be a, a, a good player, man. So he breaks on that on that out. But you're going to see it how he starts to break at the 32. And he rounds that and takes it upfield all the way to the to the 26, like a six-yard break. So you see that a little bit sharper. Again, he's running full speed. He's he's leggy. He's carrying a lot more weight. Um, but six yards is a little bit too much. You know, th- you know, two, three, four yards, okay. But six, you're getting into that dangerous territory. We're going to allow that corner to to make up and and work back to the ball. So, um, good and bad there. Good catch. Did I, did I show the catch? Yeah, not really that great of a catch. I don't know why I put that. So. Moving on to the next play, play 17. Again, um, 36 plays today and then 21 plays with Marcus Coleman. And I don't know if I have new followers on here. I don't know what happened the last couple of days. I got like 400 plus followers. I appreciate everybody who supports the channel. Um, if, if, you wanna, if you watch this stuff for free, uh, great. If you don't want to subscribe, I'm fine with that. You're, you're getting half of it. I appreciate a lot of people on Twitter. I'll always re- interact. And like people are like, oh, thank you for taking my question. I'll always answer the questions as long as you're not a douche. Like if you're being a douche and being sarcastic and doing all this stuff, I'm just not going to respond. Or if it's like so out of the realm of possibility or just so dumb, like saying trade Jamal Adams for a late first round pick, that's just stupid. I'm not going to respond. I'm not getting into an argument where I know it's going to go absolutely nowhere. I don't really like to get into arguments anyway, but um, unless they're logical, then they're fun. Bottom of the screen. Again, so this is the, so. <clears throat> I think this is a play I, I showed the other guys. Um, this is the play that I'm really. It, it looks simple, right? So you watch this. Okay, you know what? He runs a hitch. This is encouraging to me because I'm gonna play it in full speed. Just I don't want you to watch the, the feet, anything. Just watch how quick he gets out of this break. So uh, this is really encouraging to me because of his. How, how, he's six three. He's he's leggy. But he gets out of his break really well with not good technique. So the thing I do like about this is comes off of the ball, selling vertical with his shoulders over his toes. You see what, you see what I'm saying with him shorting his stride here? Now, now look at his feet. So I want you to watch a different thing. Shoulders first, good. Feet, you see how his, his, his strides aren't really elongated like the show I played before. So he knows he's going to break, but he's still selling vertical. This corner is, is, is getting out of there. He's, he's preparing for vertical. The thing with the break is it's not a good break, or it's a good break, but not with good technique. So you see how he lunges into that break again? You see, he's really reaching for it. You see what I'm saying? Body is high. He's throwing himself forward. He's, he's, he's launching off of that left foot into his break. You don't want to launch yourself into breaks. You're throwing yourself forward while, while trying to get backwards. It doesn't make sense. So let's see, you, let's see a better break right there. And again, so you see him throw that stop step, which he, he does throw his body over it. But again, let's see more hips, you know, hips lower, not lunge into it. You see what I'm saying with the break step, the, the second step though? You see, he's not committing to that step. You want to see his body over his toes for both of those steps in this in this scenario. You want to look down at your foot so your eyes aren't out too early. You don't you don't want to lean your body um, and your eyes out of that break because you're not getting the full stopping force out of that break. So first step, not good. 
second step, he's leaning out of it. He's already leaning out of it. His eyes are out of it. You do not want that. So he's leaning out of his break where he should be out in one, if he did it properly, one, two. And this foot would be more in front of him and it would, it would be opened up. And then this foot, the, the, the third step would really open up and get him back to the ball where he takes an extra step right here because he throws himself forward. So, and he's leaning out of his break. So he leans out of his break again, not good mechanics, not a good bunch of stuff, but he's still able to get out of his break quickly. So that shows me how powerful his lower body is. This bad technique, but getting out so quickly shows me how powerful he is. Um, makes the catch. He fights forward for, 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 he tries to for an extra yard or two. He almost gets the first down, but that was a really encouraging play off of something that looks bad, which it, it was bad in terms of the technique, but positive play for me in terms of like, wow, like he could still get out of that break with bad technique. Like it was, you don't want to lunge into the breaks. You want to lean into the later night of the breaks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this is a similar scenario, I guess, because I said needs to commit to second step. Uh, bottom of the screen. Similar uh, stop, uh, if you want to call it a stop. Some people call it a hitch if it's, if it's within five yards. Some people call it a stop if it's after that. Whatever. Curl, hitch, stop. Don't get tied up into it. I'll go with my, with my terminology when I'm putting it up where I can't take it back because people will take it out of context. But let's just call it a stop right here. Again, same, similar thing. Is, that's, that's too long. You see what I'm saying? He's launching himself into that. Look how that's not good mechanics to stop. You want to see him run into it? and throw that freaking foot into the ground. Just throw it into the ground as hard as you can. Drop into it. You don't want to see the lunge into a break. So he lunges into the break, body getting thrown forward while he's trying to break backwards. Second step, what is he doing? Are his, are his, is his chest over his knees? Are his shoulders over his knees? No. Is his, are his eyes on that second step? No. Is he leaning his body out of that break? Yes. So three out of three knows that you don't want out of that play. But he's still able to get out of it relatively quickly. He wastes steps. He wastes an extra probably the step there that he should. And there's some dead time at the top of it, but he's still able to stop himself quickly with bad technique, not good technique right there, but he's sorry for what we're running fast. He gets out of that quick though. You see what I'm saying? When I play in full speed, bad technique quick. If he quickens that up, man, like he, he has a, and again, this is, Oh, the no yak guys um, turns inside. feels a corner coming to the outside hip, keeps his balance, jump cuts around him. Good, good, good yak. Again, the low yak thing to me is probably more a result of fades than it is actually his actual yak ability because I, I saw the plenty of yak ability. Play 19. Mother after I did it again. <laughs> as soon as I open up the plays, I hold, I hold that extend button for people who know what I'm talking about. And uh, I keep freaking extending it to half screen <laughs> instead of sharing the screen. Um, Dead leg, solid break. Okay, so he's to the bottom. At least yeah, it looks like him. That, that's definitely him. Um, dead leg release. People uh, extending your one step, as, as they say. So what this is doing is, again, you're eating up ground, but you're just extending that one step. So if, if he was closer, maybe he would step up and then break, break inside. But because he's retreating, he's going he's gonna to dead leg him. Where, that, where the front foot or the back foot comes forward. And then for... Uh, movements after that you're going to keep the back foot the back foot after that one step so it's called a dead leg so he dead legs them to square him up to read him allow for a two-way break plants hard outside take it inside so you see the dead leg the corner starts to angle off a little bit outside stabs outside opens them up even more breaks inside 
Again, lunges a little bit into that break. But he's able to get out quickly. Now, I'd like to see him work back to the ball, not this. I know it's an awkward spot, but if he was to attack the ball, I want to see him run back to the ball, hand catch it. One, it doesn't allow the corner to play the ball if he was able to, re- to, to, to uh, make up ground quicker. And it also allows you to have more room for Yak. Um, so I don't like the body catch there. Again, and I'm going to play the breaks. I, I like the first part. Like I said, we'll run through it quickly. Um, dead leg, stab outside, get inside. Quick break. Not good mechanics on that break. Breaks one tackle and gets outside for, for extra yards. Again, if he was to clean up these breaks, instead of lunging himself into the breaks, throwing himself forward, his breaks would be a lot cleaner. And, and again, it's a quick break, but I'm really encouraged by if he picks up his technique again, sends the guy to the turf as he's trying to turn around. Um, don't want to see the body catch there, though. So there's a lot of positives, for sure, even with bad technique. You, I, that, that's more of the physical tools that I'm seeing on that play. Um, we want to see some stuff cleaned up, obviously, though. Catch outside frame. So we're going to get into some ridiculous catches maybe soon. This is against Texas. I think Texas is wearing all white. Yeah, man, this is crazy. So not much of the release here. Again, just speed release outside. I, I want to see him manipulate manipulate the hips, create false steps, make him step inside instead of outside. But here he just releases right to the outside. So the corner is able to stay over top. You don't want to do that in the NFL. Again, guys who are good in the NFL are going to stay square right there and they're going to drive you right out of bounds. So the release, I'm not a fan of. This part I am. Um, he bows it out. He sees the quarterback throwing the ball. He's keeping – and the good thing about this is – that he sees a quarterback looking at him, he makes sure to engage or continue engaging with this guy. He doesn't want to really, he doesn't want to get off of this engagement too quickly to allow the corner to work back to the ball. You want to keep him off of you and then work back to the ball at the last possible second because then it's you and the ball and the corner's not going to be able to, to interfere with your catch. So good job staying engaged with this guy and turning at the last second. I'm going to show the catch from a different view. This is a ridiculous catch. I'll show it from this view that I have. This is what I, this is the only thing I use the broadcast for was the catches really. So bottom right there. Again, I want to see more to release right there. I'm not sure what the, what the flag was on. It's going to show it in a different view. His body control. And this is where you take body control, catching your ball outside of your frame. This is not a normal catch. <laughs> that, that is ridiculous. And I'm going to show a view of the version of it where it's a really, really close. He catches this ball one with one hand. The right hand comes over top of the fingertips. And all that's doing is just, he's just, he's using his finger strength to pull the ball back up into his body. Tuck, and he tucks away from the ground. You don't want to see him hold the ball like this, the ball hits the ground, the ball helps secure the catch, and then it's an incompletion. So I'll play this in full speed um, just so you can appreciate how how great his body control is, the, the ability to catch the ball outside the frame. Like I said, the, the hand strength, the, 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 the awareness to turn the ball back into his body and turn his body to not let the ground hit it um, is all ridiculous. That is a ridiculous catch. You're not going to see much better than that. <laughs> Absurd. That is just crazy. Talks it back into himself, um, gets the knee down, and he has a catch. So great job right there from Mims. 21. We're not going to do any pause. I'm just going to go through them. 
oops, sorry. I hurt your eyes for a second because I, I actually know I can just like this. So he is bottom of the screen, shuffle release. I think he, I think he actually drops this, but I, I like how he gets there. So you can, I, I would call this a shuffle release because you see how he's in the middle of, he's in the middle of the numbers and he works immediately outside while, while, while kind of saying square. I'm going to call that more than more of a shuffle. Um, a shuffle release, so he shuffle release right there. And earlier in this drive and early in this play, um, I saw it a couple times because I have the all, the all 22 of a lot of this. He set this guy up a couple times where he would use a dead, dead leg or a shuffle, stab outside, then get inside. And this time, a couple, I think I'm going to show this later in, in the show where it's like two continuous reps, I think, of him doing this. Um, I don't know if it's his game though, but he sets him up where earlier in the game he beat him inside on a slant. Now he does. He uses similar release. It's not a dead leg. It's a shuffle, but it looks the same. The corner maintains heavy inside leverage. Plants off of that left with a little, with a little stab, a little head fake. Shows speed. Works it over top of him. You're gonna see that left hand come out into the chest again. Super subtle. It's not something that a ref's gonna really see or or think is worth calling. Keeps keeps uh, pushes them off to to keep that distance between them attacks the ball. Um, he, is, he does drop it. It looks like the corner is able to get his hand into there and, and he does drop it. But I, I like the process of getting to that, getting to that uh, situation where he can catch the ball. So um, good job right there. 22. Oh, good catch. And I have a replay of it again. All right. Okay. This wasn't anything crazy. Uh, top of the slant, uh, top of the slant, top of the screen runs a slant, deeper slant. Nice catch. So um, this corner doesn't play this properly. If anything, you want to see the corner play with inside leverage or maintain inside leverage, which he looks like he is inside leverage at first. We want to see him maintain that inside leverage. Um, but the good thing that Mims does is comes off the ball vertical. Foot fire. That foot fire gets the corner to just kind of, you see how he kind of just hops back and plants his feet a little bit. Again, sorry for the rewinding, but <clears throat> The foot fire in the middle of the route, both shortens his stride while threatening the corner, while kind of making the corner think like, "What the hell is going on?" So it freezes him while also allowing for a two-way go and being able to break quicker. So, good job with the foot fire. Could be a cleaner break inside. Again, you'd like to see more power generated off of that. You see, I was that 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 drive foot is outside of his frame. That's not necessarily the body mechanics you want. You want to see this more in front of him, so it is a little bit rounded. Um, He's able to work through the contact, and he makes a, again, a really good catch. I'll show the other version of this. Or I should have probably just showed the first version because I think it has all of it in one. Yeah, it does. So share this. This freaking chair, I said, kills. Okay, I'm going to keep moving forward. Um, again, you're going to close ground. Sell vertical at first. Uh, foot fire in the middle of the route. Gets the corner to freeze a little bit. Breaks inside. Nice hands catch. Again, um, really, really strong hands in this scenario. Um, tax the ball. High point. Good hand positioning. Like I said before, I've, and I brought this up before, again, if you're just trying to watch the show, the wider hands on, you don't want that. You want your hands nice and tight. You want to catch the tip of the ball. Um, with your, mostly with your fingertips. You don't want to catch it with your palms or because it can bounce off your palms. If anything, you want tight fingers 
with your hands slightly tilted inside. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit your fingers. And it gives you that uh, kind of like, uh, I can't even think of what the word is for that. It basically gives you a, like a, like a, like a backup system of catching the ball. If you're just going palms, it can bounce off your palms. When you catch it with your fingertips, if anything, it's going to roll inside to your hands. So good job catching it tight hands, um, nose of the ball, catching with your fingertips. Really good catch. Obviously catching the ball outside of his frame, had to extend from it. This is where you see the 34-inch arms, 30, I think it's 33 and 7 eighths, like, like I said before. But you see the length, you see the height. Um, quarterback puts the ball high, tucks it in, and is able to make that catch. So great job by, by Mims right there. 23, rocker corner. All right. Bottom of the screen. Yeah, it makes that an easy touchdown catch for his – or touchdown throw for his corner uh, – quarterback, sorry. So, comes off of the ball, shoulders over toes, selling vertical, threatening the the uh, the corner. Once he gets into that – into a closer range with the corner, he is going to come up a little bit, break inside, and he throws a, he throws a rocker. So, plan inside – or uh, plan off the outside foot, inside foot, outside. Rocker at the top, works through the contact, sends the corner to the ground. Quarterback just sets to put the ball on him, puts the ball on him, touchdown catch. Good job with the rocker at the top of the stem. Stutter fades early. All right, sorry, I'm going to keep looking at my phone. I get a bunch of texts right now. I don't know why. Uh, if it's not a call, it's not that important. Text, if it's something you're dying, you're not going to text me. All right, so this is good. This is a, he's on the bottom right here. Um, comes off of the ball, stems outside. The corner bails. Um, I like that he works into the blind spot of the of the corner. But at this point, or, or you're gonna you're gonna see it. He he stutters, which doesn't really affect the corner because the corner's not really looking. It it, it, it maybe affects him a little bit. Maybe he hears the footsteps. The thing I want to see with him is though, once he's in that blind spot, I want to see him work into the hip of him. Again, you're giving your quarterback more room to throw this ball. So you're going to see him really bow this route out. You see how he really widens it? Now it's a harder, it's a harder uh, throw for your quarterback. And if, the, if, that, if that was a better corner, what's going to happen is the corner is going to either speed turn or, or if he has good feet and hips, he's going to flip around and work through you to the ball um, because you're, you're fading too much. You're giving him too much of a cushion to be able to recover, whereas if he was to work into the blind spot, stutter, this guy still turn like this, work into him, use advantage of your body length, give your quarterback a bigger throwing window. He puts it on you, you box him out, you catch the ball. If he puts it too far outside, you give him a little chicken wing, a little, a little elbow, and then you work to the ball and he has a bigger throwing window. But he fades outside too much for me right here, and, he, and the quarterback has to put it in a good spot because, look, the corner almost gets this. That's really close. So – and, he, and he's, he's just on the sideline right there. You see a little bit of green grass. So um, he makes that too hard for himself and the quarterback. I'd like to see him hold vertical a little bit more right there. Next play, 25 of 36. Accelerate for TD. He's on the top. There's not really much of a breakdown with this play, I don't think. He just releases to the outside. Again, not much with his, with his stem right here. He just speed releases right to the outside. Good corner, speed turn, flip your hips, whatever, can stay on top of this. 
Uh, this corner lets him work into his blind spot, and he just accelerates past him. So the, the, all this really was was the acceleration. And sorry, some of the videos I got were, were a little bit laggy. Um, but I think he could have done more with his route time right there, which, I mean, with his, with his release. But like I said, I just wanted to show the, the acceleration he has. He kicks in the gear right there and works past him, tracks the ball, attacks the ball, catch, gets his feet in bounds, touchdown for Mims. Mims TD. He's on the, I don't know where he is in this play. Top again. Okay. Yeah, this wasn't, this is very simple too. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Again, just no, nothing with the release. Guy bails. I would like to see a sharper break right here. He does round it. Again, you see it's a little bit rounded. Looks back to the quarterback. His, his, my problem with this is his eyes kind of come out before his, he, he breaks out of it. So I think his eyes come out a little bit early. Makes it rounded. Um, I'm not sure if this is supposed to be a post that he cuts flat a little bit because he sees a safety. Whatever it may be, he catches the ball attacks it it's hard to see in this view but he attacks it right there he's about to fall over maintains his balance runs in for a touchdown nothing groundbreaking with the last two plays let's be honest but i wanted to show them two touchdowns 27 i put meh and strength so it's going to be something something bad with technique and good with strength i'm going to assume Okay, yeah. So, again, speed release off the line. The break's not good here. Um, cornerbacks in the NFL are going to get hit, tipped off by this. You see how he – sorry for the quick rewind again. Continues vertically. And you see how he's starting to lean to that break? You, you see his body language right here, right? You see he almost like breaks off of his inside foot. The break is actually off the, off the left foot. But if you're watching this – when do you think he's starting to break? You can kind of see him leaning into it right now. Like even right here, you start to lean into it. Guys in the NFL are going to jump on that. Now they don't want to jump too far in front of it because if it's a double move, you're screwed. If it's a sluggo, you want to attack the, the near shoulder, the upfield shoulder. But uh, he leans before that break a little bit too soon for me. And it's still, it's still rounded. So I always see more explosion off of that, off of that, that foot right there. He's not really sinking himself into it. You see, he's, he's, he's pretty straight up. His hips don't really change height right here when he breaks into this. So he's, he's pretty just, he's standing pretty straight up into this break. Makes it a little bit rounded. Don't love the route. He had, he's afforded the opportunity to be open because the corner was playing so far off. But nice catch. You see the extension to it, catching the ball outside of the frame, et cetera, et cetera. We've been talking about it a lot. Looks like he has good hand positioning. You see his hands are nice and tight right there. Again, it's, it's small. If you're watching on a phone, I'm sorry. If you're watching on a computer, you'd see it a little bit. I know Joe uh, Oliva watches on his big screen, I think. So you can see even better than I can. But good hand positioning for sure. Tight hands. Catches the nose of the ball. Tucks it into his right hand. He knows he's getting he's – getting, he's, his guy's over top, so you don't want to tuck into your left arm near the guys. He tucks into his right arm. Good job by him. Absorbs the hit. <laughs> Watch the safety. Flings him to the ground and is able to maintain his, his balance. And he tries to fight for fracture yards and et cetera, but he obviously gets wrapped up by the whole, I think it's Kansas state team. So good job. I didn't say Kansas city. I said Kansas state, but I'd mumbled. Um, 28. High point extension. All right. So top of the screen, 
The route stem looks – I mean, the, the release book looks pretty generic again. I don't want to just see simple releases the outside. Good corners, NFL, going to shuffle, stay over top of you. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna choke off your route right there. So I want to see more manipulation, manipulate the hips, manipulate the feet. Uh, we, we, we've talked about plenty of releases, skips and, and hesitations and foot fires and skips and rockers and blah, 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 all the stuff we've talked about. You need to do something here. I don't care what, if it's effective, I'm fine with it. But stems at him, breaks right outside, really not doing much of that stem. The, he starts to look back for the ball. Quarterback's going to throw it back shoulder, which they did a lot in Baylor. He just went backside and throw it up to, to Mims. Again, keeps contact with the – this is how you want to want to fade. The fade, uh, keep, your, keep your contact like that. Extend to the ball late. You don't want to see him push off right now and then work back to the ball too early. Or sorry, like you don't want to see him push off at like the, the, the 32 and then start working back to the ball or work to the ball with your hands because the quarter, the, the, the quarter, the, sorry, the quarter, the cornerback is going to have time to close that distance and play to the hands where if you flash those light hands, you react to the ball late, it gives him a split second to react and it's not going to happen. So it keeps contact, extension to the ball, height, length, catching the ball outside of his frame, body control, tucks the ball in, and even runs forward for an extra couple of yards right there. Tight rip, in, a tight rip in the sideline. So great job by him. 29, vert fade timing. All right. He is to the bottom. Again, plenty, plenty of back shoulders. This isn't anything groundbreaking right here. Stems towards him. Again, simple release. Breaks to the outside. Starts again. I like to see him work vertically a little bit quicker here. Like here, now with that left foot, cut right into him, right up and right up into him and past him. You don't want to see him bow it out because now now you're giving him more room to work over top. So at least see that fixed up a little bit. Um, but again, you can see him continuing to bow it out. Looks back to the quarterback. Contact. Stops quickly. Works back to the ball. Catches it. Breaks one tackle. And uh, get, gets an extra yard or two right here. Again, he has some yak ability. He's not, he's not going to be Henry Ruggs or Brandon Ayuk in terms of running with the ball. Because he's 6'3". Um, he can't move as fast as those guys. He's not 5'9", you know, 5'10". I think Ruggs is 5'11". Um, Mims out of bounds by extension. I think this is the play I put up where he actually wasn't out of bounds. So I was wrong on this when I put it up initially. I remember putting this up, I believe. Yeah, he wasn't out of bounds. I, I thought I was watching freaking NFL for, for some reason. But he's on the bottom of the screen. Shoulders down, selling vertical. Quarterback, the cornerback continues to get in his back pedal. Speed out again with his break. You're going to see it again. So he's lunging into it a little bit. Hands are wide. Again, you want to see the hands tight. You want to see the elbows tight. It allows you to turn your, your upper body quicker, your, your core quicker. When your hands are all loosey-goosey, throwing your hands out, you're not, you're not doing anything. The, the wider your hands are, the, the worse they are um, in terms of breaks. So his hands are a little bit wide here. And again, he's really lunging, not as dramatic as the other ones, but he's still lunging into that break. That, that leg is not going to create a lot of power. That leg is getting thrown forward. You're not going to be able to break outwards off a leg that's getting thrown forward. So you, you want to see that more um, kind of under his frame this this break so he throws it out again it's a little bit rounded you can see how far that drive fade that drive foot is outside of his frame 
you're really leaning. Rounds it out a little bit. Quarterback has good timing with him. Extend just like his 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 like second level of extension. Like he'll he'll extend and then extend again. Like he he can just catch a- any ball that it's near him. He has ridiculous uh just ability to catch anything around him. Like there's a lot of balls that the quarterback is throwing that he's lucky he was throwing a Mims. He really was a time. Like, like why the quarterback throw like not stepping through the throw, fading back like that. Like you have pressure in your face about stopping a little pitch. So which honestly, you know, he's taking college hits. He's not very much of a bitch, probably, but come on. Throws it high. Lucky as Mims. He's lucky he can extend like that because that, that was over his head. Ridiculous catch. Right foot in bounds. And he uh I guess almost moves the sticks. It's big fourth and two or whatever. I'm not sure if they went for it. Um 31. Body control and hands. Okay. We're getting to set a lot of these type of plays. Top of the screen. Oh yeah, I remember this one. Physicality. This is our physicality again. So comes off to the line, stems directly at the corner, a little bit outside, hands inside of him. Again, this is DeAndre Hopkins does this stuff all the time. So if you're worried about, oh, there's too much physicality, he might get called here and there for it, but um, there's gonna be a lot more good than bad from it. So and I think with him finessing up his route running and, and getting more releases and using releases more and knowing when to use releases more, attacking leverage, like things like that, he's not gonna have to use this as much, but it's definitely uh, it's going to be a, a nice tool that he has in his toolbox for sure. So gets contact, rips him down. He said that left that left uh, he di- disconnect uh, disengages with the right, rips him down with the left, punches through it. Again, the little subtle push off with the right too. So contact rips down, punches through, push off again. Again, this is little stuff. It's just it's 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 a little tiny slap that can change how a centimeter of how how close you are to him, which makes a difference. The quarterback the cornerback is off balance, so he starts falling into Mims. He kind of gets lucky here. It ends up falling into his hip, falls into to his hip, and obviously puts him off balance. And look at the extension to that catch right there. That's how he catches the ball. I'll just pause that. That is not an easy catch to make. He makes some ridiculous catches. So the corner falling into him actually prohibited him right here to make a – well, it made it harder catch. Ridiculous catch, extends to it, falls to the turf, touchdown right there. Again, good physicality in the route on the fade, um, pulls him down, uh, punches through, extension, a lot of good right there. Obviously, the catch is ridiculous. Body control, extension, length, hand strength, hand placement on catches, which is important. Attacks blind spot power. He's on the bottom of the screen right here. Nice throw from the quarterback right there. I'll give him credit when it's due. So, comes off of the ball, stems directly at the corner. The corner opens up. Again, you don't want to be in this position. If anything, outside leverage, you help inside. So, maintain outside leverage and on his level. So, not great play from the corner. But he attacks the blind spot, stutters, and you see how it affects – sorry for the – again, I'm not going to keep saying sorry for the rewinds. I'm just going to try to fix it. As long as I don't do it as much, I get better every show. And I know something that's when you're watching it, it's it's kind of trips you out a little bit to see it too much, but it's something I noted down. I, I can always improve. I also stutter a little bit too, but works into the blind spot. You see how the corner either feels that or sees it or hears it. He gears down and he goes to, to, uh, to flip his hips, not a speed turn. He flips his hips. Mims gets outside works through that contact. Nice. His power, like just working through, the corner's body like this. I think the corner either gets off balance or goes to the turf. 
No, he doesn't. So he actually slingshots, he slingshots himself with, with Mims, but Mims fights through that. So good power. The quarterback puts it in a good place. He tracks the ball, boom, right into his hands. Touchdown catch. Uh, he's a, he's, he's going to be an X. He's, 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 <laughs> he's interesting. Uh, we have what four plays left play. Um, play 33 right now at 36. Okay. So short stride T. I I put question mark. So maybe it's a short, it's maybe a short stride or a foot fire. Yeah. Call that a foot fire, I guess. Short, short stride and foot fire. Like people say, okay, foot fire, if he's not moving or if it's a lot of really short steps, like at a yard, some people say a short stride. If it's, if it's a little bit elongated, but shorter strides than normal. So call us whatever you want. I would call it a foot fire. Again, we'll see more power off of that off of that break step right here. You see how he breaks, and he, it's still it's that dry foot's not under his frame. So I like to see him generate more power with that. Extends his hands, pushes off a little bit. At least it looks like, or maybe he's preparing for contact, but maybe he doesn't get contact. I'm not sure. It's hard to see on that on that angle. Looks like he might touch the chest. Breaks inside. Hands catch. Touchdown. Three plays. All right. Simple release hands. Okay. So again, um, he is to the top. Yeah. Okay. So again, I want to see more here. I don't. I don't want to just see him take it. Take one step up and break inside. Like he's not really threatening. Again. If he, I, we've talked about all the releases, whatever the release is, whatever you're comfortable with, the guy outside leverage pressing you, whatever it is, there's certain guys who like certain things or certain guys who don't. I just want to see something simple release inside. Um, the corner works to stay over top and crowd the route, which he, which he does. Looks like Mims uh, is leaning back into him a little bit of a, of a staircase step right there. So you can see him, his feet bending inside. And then there's one hard step up field and breaking off it called like a stair step breaks inside. Not a bad break, actually. He gets that foot relatively – he gets that foot under his frame. So, good break right there. Ball's in front of him. Extension. I wouldn't question this guy's hands too much. That, that's – that is – look at that catch. Look how far he's extended out for this catch. The body control, the hands, it's good. It's good. And he keeps his balance and runs in for a, a touchdown against the, the, the Horned Frogs. Two plays, like I said, next show will be with Marcus Coleman. The next show after that will be Ashton Davis. The next show after that will probably be Becton or, or P. Rhyme. I'm excited to do Clark, too. I, I don't have a lot on him. If anybody knows anybody with, with Charlotte film, send it to me. But I'm excited about Clark. The mindset of those two guys. If you have Becton and Clark next to each other, there's road graders. Powerful guys who are going to finish you. Uh, have fun on the left side. <laughs> so, fade TD. Top of the screen. That guy has outside leverage. Stems immediately outside, engages the contact, looks back with the quarterback or initiates a contact, not engages a contact. Um, initiates a contact. He sees the ball's trajectory. You see how he sees the ball starting to come high. He places himself in front of or behind, whatever you want to call it, of the, cor of the, cor of the corner, where at first he's, he's like heads up with him. And he's going to place himself in position to box him out and get that ball. Tracks it extension again look his body is completely extended straight up 
and he catches that ball. That's where that length comes in. That's where that size comes in in the red zone. He's going to be a threat for Sam Darnold. And his hands, he has the, he has the ability to just get that extra inch or two when, he, when he's reaching. Um, powerful guy. He's, he's exciting uh, for sure. And we're, about, we're, we're more than halfway through this review. But like I said, Marcus Coleman coming on too. I wish I could have broke down these plays too, but I have to use my time wisely. He can't come on and break down 57 plays to me. So maybe if I can get him 21 plays next show, maybe I can get him to do Ashton Davis too. We'll see. <laughs> so last play. Another situation, he's not really doing much to, to set this guy up. Again, we'd like to see him do more. This is not called. Um, again, manipulate those hips. He, he just um, hop release to the outside. Again, propelling off of the left, break off of the left. You want to see him manipulate more. Gets, gets into him. Again, he's within that contact window. The, the, you know, him just because he's more powerful than the cornerback. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean this is going to be called. He drives him backwards. He, this, this is one of the ones where it's a little bit, that's really towing a line with this one. There's a couple of, there's like two or three of them. I was like, okay, that might've been called, but college are a little bit more lenient, but still power keeps driving him backwards. Keep driving him backwards. The, the corner is not able to look back to the ball because well, he tries to right here. It looks like, but he's more focused on just, just being able to stop Mims from running forward. Pushes him back, times the ball. Well, Nice hand placement. Again, nice tight hands. Ideally, you want to see like the, the thumbs and the fingertips being be touching each other, but the tighter they are, the better. Nice tight hands. Fingertips. Catch the ball. Tucks it right into his body. Touchdown catch. That's it for this, this show. Uh, the next show today is whatever it is. Today's Thursday. Um, hopefully it's on either Saturday or Sunday. I'll release the next part. Then Ashton Davis will be right after that. So uh, we're going to have shows pumping out again with all these guys, the undrafted guys. Even after the undrafted guys, we, we have Quincy Wilson. We have Pierre Desir. We have Patrick Unuwasar. I didn't say say it. Uh, we have Greg Van Roten. The Jets might sign another guy or two, which I think they would sign another guy or two, whether it be cutting winters and signing Logan Ryan. They're going to do something. So plenty of breakdowns coming your way. I appreciate the support. All the new followers, really appreciate you guys. The new followers, the guys who have been there for, for, for years, appreciate you a lot. Joe Corsello, I think his name is. Still going to apologize for not telling you from Patreon that I made a new channel. Hopefully you're following it now and you got that free subscription. Um, see you guys soon. Drop those ratings, those likes, share it. Uh, and uh, again, I, I appreciate the support. I'll see you guys on Twitter. And if not on Twitter, I'll see you in a couple of days.